ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 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 नारायणम नमस्कृत्य नारम चैव नरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जाएं उदीर ये नष्टु अभद्रेशु नि्यम भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नीखी टुडे वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग टू रीड फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो फाइव चैप्टर एटीन टेक्स्ट थर्टी वन संख्यानयस्यास्ति 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 Yet, Yet, of whom, rupam, the form, etat, this, nijamaya yapitam, manifested by your personal potency, artasvarupam, this entire visible cosmic manifestation, Bahuruparupitam, manifested in various forms, Sankhya, the measurement, Na, not, Yasya, of which, Asti, there is, Ayata, falsely, Upalambanat, from perceiving, Tasmai, unto him the Supreme Lord, Namaha, my obeisances, Te, unto you, Avyapadesha, cannot be ascertained, by mental speculation, Rupine, whose real form, translation by Port, by Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. My dear Lord, this visible cosmic manifestation is a demonstration of your own creative energy. Since the countless varieties of forms within this cosmic manifestation are simply a display of your external energy, 
this virat rupa universal body is not your real form except for a devotee in transcendental consciousness no one can perceive your actual form therefore i offer my respectful obeisances unto you purport mayavadi philosophers think the universal form of the lord to be real and his personal form illusory we can understand their mistake by a simple example a fire consists of three elements <clears throat> heat and light which are the energy of the fire and the fire itself anyone can understand that the original fire is a reality and that the heat and light are simply the fire's energy heat and light are the formless energies of fire and in that sense they are unreal only the fire has form and therefore it is the real form of the heat and light as krishna states in bhagavad gita 9.4 maya tadam idam sarvam jagat avyakta murtina by me in my unmanifested form this entire universe is pervaded thus the impersonal conception of the lord is like the expansion of heat and light from a fire in bhagavad gita the lord also says matstani sarva bhutani nacham teshavastitaha the entire material creation is resting on krishna's energy either material spiritual or marginal and because his form is absent from the expansion of his energy he is not personally present this inconceivable expansion of the supreme lord's energy is called achintya shakti therefore no one can understand the real form of the lord without becoming his devotee ओमज्ञानतिमीरंदस्यज्ञानांजनशलाकया साद्वैतम सावदूतम परिजन सहितम कृष्ण चैतन्य देवम श्री राधा कृष्ण पादान सहगण ललिता श्री विशाखांबितांश्च हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधो जगतपते गोपेश गोपिका कांत राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरंगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमामि हरि प्रिये Aryama is offering his uh, prayers to Lord Kurma. We saw the uh, glories of this incarnation as described by Sukadev Prabhu. His uh, measurement was Prabhu gave the measurement actually 1.3 million miles. and then 
the qualities of the Lord was brought out yesterday by Arjun Prabhu, the quality of compassion. Um, another quality that came to my mind, looking at the way the Lord was serving His own devotees by willing to take up the role of supporting their enjoyment. Supporting means literally he was at the base, at the right at the bottom, acting as a platform on which the uh, mountain can be rested and the churning can take place. In this whole pastime, if we see the Samudra Mantan, um, various personalities come out and then there's glorification. Um, the beautiful form of Mohini Murti comes out to bewilder the demons from the demigods. Then from the milk ocean itself, a lot of um, valuable things come out. Personalities come out, but at the end of all that, nobody goes to Kurmadev and says thank you for getting, for helping us get all these treasures from the Samudraman, from the milk ocean. He was there. He was doing the service out of his love for his devotees. But he was not expecting any honor back or any respect or any glorification. At least I have never seen the demigods or others going to Kurmadevan again offering prayers. You helped us a lot, you were the support, like that. So his own subordinates, he is willing to take a step down to push them up his own, and for that matter, even the demons, who are not very uh, respectful, always trying to plot against him, blaspheme him, even for them. He is willing to do this act of um, loving service in a selfless mood and not expecting any uh, prayers back and not being visible to the outside world. Like invisibility is also not there. He is just right at the bottom. Um, so, these are some qualities of the Lord that came to my mind. Um, and of course, the inconceivable potency of the Lord is being brought up by Srila Prabhupada in this purport. I wish I could glorify the Lord in front of the Shaligram, but somehow the place got shifted. <laughs> but still, the Lord is hearing. We have all the Shaligrams of various personalities whom we are glorifying, uh, starting from Hayagriva, Nasimadev, Matsya, now Lord Kurma. In this particular um, purport, in his usual style of Nirvishesha Shunyavadi, that emphasis on uh, what the Mayavadis get it wrong and how that mentality is um, dangerous and how to come out of it by philosophical understanding. Srila Prabhupada brings it out. 
Now Krishna does mention that one section of devotees or one section of people who approach him will be attracted towards the universal form. He mentions that in the ninth chapter itself. Specific to worshippers of the universal form. Vishwato Mukham 9.15 Others who engage in sacrifice by cultivation of knowledge worship the Supreme Lord. So now we get the categories. First one is one without a second, those who worship themselves as diverse in many, the worshippers of the demigods and lastly the one in the universal form, Vishwato Mukham. So in that purport, um, the category 3, Prabhupada classifies as he who accepts the universal form, the Vishwarupa of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and worships that. The third class includes those who cannot conceive of anything beyond the manifestation of this material universe. They consider the universe to be the supreme organism or entity and worship that. The universe is also a form of the Lord. Now, I was listening to His Holiness Banuswami's um, class on this particular verse. Um, where Maharaj was mentioning points about why do they go this way? Because of their limited understanding. A form is not visible to me, the spiritual form of the Lord, so therefore it does not exist. This universal form has got various varieties, manifestations, which I can see, the earth element, water element, fire element, the big mountains, the rivers, oceans. This is something that I can relate to and I am able to perceive through my senses. The universal form is visible, so accept it. The form which the Lord says, which Prabhupada quotes in this verse 9.4-9.5, Avyakta um, Murti. Murti is the form, Avyakta is the unmanifested form, which is Paramatma. Uh, so that we can't see, so it does not exist. It's just like saying from Australian context, I drive all the way to Canberra, I want to meet the Prime Minister, he doesn't give me uh, the time to meet, I can't see him, so Australia does not have a Prime Minister. <coughs> but I love the country, the great ranges, the um, all the different cities, all that I can perceive, but because I can't see the person who is managing it, I'm denied access. So he does not exist. So Australia does not have a prime minister. So how foolish is that conclusion? Similar to that of what the Mayavadis come to. So what is the um, correct understanding? And how do we upgrade our vision? So that is what I wanted to focus on today. We will dwell a little bit on 9.4 and 5, which is what Prabhupada is quoting in this purport.
this avyakta murtina by the unmanifested form um, krishna is supporting by me in my unmanifested form this entire universe is pervaded all beings are in me but i am not in them so when we take this and look at the example of a water contained in a pot which means the pot is holding the entire water and there is a lot of effort from the pot if, the, if there is excess of water then the pot breaks now if we consider that example and think that the lord has to support all the living entities and he is holding the weight of all of them and he has to put a lot of effort to just support it Prabhupada gives the example of the Atlas, the hero holding the whole world and he is putting a lot of effort. So is that how it is? Uh, actually, it's not. So the Lord does this activity through his energies. He is pervaded. Um, that pervasive aspect is there and he is in everything by me. I am in everything, but this Swarupa of mine cannot be perceived through your material senses. Now this does not mean that the actual Swarupa of the Lord does not exist. Through his energy he pervades and he maintains every living entities and he takes care of them, but he himself is not situated in the living entity as a Swayam Bhagavan and he is not dependent on this manifestation. Krishna clearly says, these are my separated material energy. So if you see there is an energy which can be separated, that is Bahiranga and the energy which cannot be separated from him, that is his Swarupa. Bahiranga Shakti. So that separated material energy, one of them is the Jiva, the other one is the uh, Maya. So as Prabhupada says, these three energies, through this, he is pervading. So how does he maintain the universe? Is through the expansion, his expansion as Paramatma. Through that, he is entering every universe, controlling and supporting. So because he is all pervaded, he should have lost his personal existence. He should not be without a form because his form is expanded everywhere. And he cannot be simultaneously present in two places. So that's a limited vision. The, the clear understanding is he is not limited. The Lord is not limited by space and time. Simultaneously he can exist in multiple places at different times. And this will help us to understand the different pastimes of the Lord that he enacts. Now in the next verse, 9.5 itself, Krishna contradicts himself and says, everything rests on me. 9.5 he will say, everything does not rest upon me. Nachamastani bhutani parshyame yoga maishwaram. Bhuta Brahmana Cha Bhutastha Mamatma Bhuta Bhavana. So the inconceivable aspect of the Lord, this contradictory aspect of the Lord is being brought out in the Gita and one of the set of verses that bring out these contradictory qualities 
Achintya Beda Abeda Tattva is this particular set of verses. One my question, just the previous verse you said everything is situated in you. And now you are contradicting yourself and saying, no, they are not situated in me. How do we understand? So that's when the Lord encourages us to expand our level of thinking. That don't be restricted that I should be carrying everything on my shoulder and everything resting on me. This is my Yogam Aishwaram. This is my extraordinary Yoga. So just become aware of it. So the Lord does it through His will. Satya Sankalpa Shakti. And because his every desire is fulfilled, he does not have to physically go into every place and hold them. And in that particular purport, 9.5, Prabhupada gives another example. That's why we need Bhaktivedanta purports. The king's influence is spread throughout his entire kingdom, but he does not have to go into every department and do all those nitty-gritty going into those micro-level details. The macro-level, his influence is there. And he is present through his influence in every department. <clears throat> so this is the case of a king in this world. It applies to the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the ultimate king. So in 9.5 he says, My mind, Mama Atma, is not mixed with these uh, material elements, but still... I protect, I am the protector, Bhuta Brit, and I look after the welfare of everyone. That's what Matsyadev is doing for the welfare of the devas and the demons without expecting anything. He's providing them a platform on which the whole mountain can stand, um, withstand this whole commotion. Like somebody is standing on your back, and uh, you may say that the Lord is all powerful, but still. Why should he agree to come and do this? Because of this quality, Bhuta Bhavana, Bhuta Brut, he maintains, protects. And this is my extraordinary yoga. And Krishna encourages us to understand. I do not have to utilize my body to do this. So the Lord has Satya Sankalpa Shakti, and every desire of his gets fulfilled. Satya. Sankalpa Satya Kama. Now, interestingly, the liberated souls also have the same quality, Satya Sankalpa Satya Kama. Why? Because they don't desire anything other than the service of the Lord. And because they always want to serve the Lord, their desires also get fulfilled. So, the Satya Sankalpa, Satya Sankalpa and Satya Kama applies to the Lord and those devotees of the Lord who are in line with Him and serving Him. So this is how you understand there is simultaneous oneness between the Lord and His energy because it is His energy. The difference is that it is His separated energy. It is not His Swarupa. Swarupa as um, Maharaj explains that which you cannot separate from the Lord. The Binna is something that you can separate. Binna Prakriti. 
but it is his own swarupa he emphatically says that we can't even say that the lord has a form the lord is the form the lord is the spiritual form whereas the uh, expansions that are coming from the energy that are being separated from him that we can say is a separated energy and one must know this hamiltonian oneness and distinction because the mayavadis can't make the distinction and can't perceive the all merciful uh, feature of the lord and they deny it and therefore what is perceivable i worship it now having established the philosophy of the inconceivable oneness and difference um, how do we move from this kind of a vision a limited vision to that of understanding the all beautiful form of the lord krishna himself helps us and as arjuna is asking about the opulences of the lord which is described in the 10th chapter so that will help us upgrade our vision from being only situated on the universal form of the lord how to see the um, not only the power of the lord but also the person who is behind those powers so krishna encourages us to see his opulences now um can few of you list the opulences that you can relate back to the universal form which krishna described in the 10th chapter krishna says i am this i am that strength of the strong okay specific to the unit so opulence yeah, yeah opulence i am under pandava samarthana yes and then specific to universal form oh. like for example i am himalayas oh, yes. like uh, i am the ocean yeah. i am the of the rivers and ganges so what they say is the universal form which is this five great elements demonstrated in a majestic way and even in that majestic himalayas it is that's me of the rivers i am the ganges and in seventh also he explains i am the taste of water smell of the earth and he is the um guiding principle governing principle behind all this so that's how um one has to okay there is a power and there is a system in place there is a law which means there must be a law maker a powerful person who is exhibiting these powers and uh, just to attract the minds of even the gyanis then towards the end he says just by my single fragment um, fragment of myself i pervade this entire universe so as soon as all pervasive comes their ears will go oh okay so having attracted them he says even to understand that form universal form you need to have bhakti those people who want to perceive the universal form they are what are they doing they are still worshiping worship means there is some amount of bhakti involved but they are doing it without proper knowledge of the lord it is mixed bhakti motivated bhakti um 
but when they are willing to be more open and understand that the all merciful lord is doing all this to attract them this entire manifestation um prabhadrayan 13 chapters that it is due to the desire of the living entity for fulfilling my desires the lord has created so much and how merciful the lord must be so if they are able to take to that next level by understanding bhakti um then they'll be able to move forward from just looking at the lord in the energy to the energetic person and the way um arjuna describes the lord in the 11th chapter which is the universal form before showing the universal form arjuna describes he is immersed in the beauty of the lord and he describes that your eyes are like lotus which means that the um, all attractive two-handed form of the lord has captivated him so much that his vision has to be a little bit downgraded to see the universal form people also argue the other way around no see look arjuna had to get specialized to see the universal form whereas krishna seeing krishna in two-handed form he didn't have specialized therefore universal form is superior now it's actually the other way around he is captivated to see the personal beauty of the lord but the lord desired to show his um in a different mood and then so this desire is inside and arjuna understanding that he i want to see that form of the lord through which you maintain control all that so to fulfill that desire krishna gives him special eyes and in one sense not the premanjana the eyes tinged with love but a uh, little downgraded version of it and after seeing that making him go through it again now i've seen enough i've seen the universal form i've gone through the emotion now please come back to the 200 form so the last set of verses he will pray that you will come back to this uh, and then he will glorify that beautiful form and krishna also will say this form of mine the 200 form is very rare to see and it can be perceived only by devotion and that's how he um and i personally felt that he catches the audience who want to worship this universal form and even if you want to do it here are the emotions that you'll go through you'll see ghastliness and all that and look what arjuna asks at the end he wants to see the 200 form which is more beautiful more pleasing hmm? if you see the emotions arjuna goes through having seen the universal form he is perturbed disturbed he is offering prayers but he he is able to see both because my eyes haven't seen the 200 beautiful form they can't perceive they can't compare but here is a person who is seeing both so let us learn from him if they are open minded so krish uh, arjuna is saying that this form is more pleasing so come back and then with the eyes tinged with love then krishna uh, says that one has to see me through devotion and then the 12th chapter begins with what is the devotion how to make oneself dear so if one is able to cast the thread even if my attraction is towards the universal form here is a person who is seeing the universal form what is he going through and what path is he taking 
if you follow that then they can also come to bhakti so these are one is a philosophical way of seeing as prabhupad points out heat um and light or energy of the fire the fire is actual form second way is through the method given in bhagavad gita itself 9th and 10th chapters and the 11th chapter leading up to bhakti then the third method i found is through prayer of another devotee in this case dhruva maharaj dhruva maharaj will also mention about the universal form of the lord in a in a good dialogue between the lord and dhruva maharaj so dhruva maharaj has done his austerities he is seeing the lord is not able to offer prayers so the lord touches him in this conscious and he is now spiritually surcharged and he is now ready to offer prayers to the lord and that's how this whole set of prayers begin and how his uh, senses are now fully surcharged entering within me guru maharaj is saying you have enlivened my sleeping senses yonta pravishta mama vasam idam prasupta my hands legs ears touch sensation life force especially my power of speech all of them have become alive therefore i offer my respectful obeisances unto you so there also dhruva maharaj will clearly distinguish the spiritual and material world spiritual energy material energy how the external energy is manifest sometimes sometimes unmanifest and you are the super soul and in that section um 4.9.6 onwards how the upgradation of vision happens by the lord um this is how a person who does not have proper vision gets the vision and he is able to glorify the lord seeing his different energies in seeing glorifying his different forms so one who is attracted to liberation they are influenced by your illusory energy and they ask for benedictions for sense gratification whereas i don't want that then the lord will question then why did you ask for uh, a benediction of getting a position greater than brahma so then dhruva maharaj at that time admits in verse 13 that i yes i was attracted to the universal form of the lord mm-hmm. these living entities animals trees birds reptiles demigods human beings who are spread throughout the universe which is your material energy i must admit humbly that i got attracted to this universal form of the lord which sometimes manifest sometimes unmanifest but quickly he comes back to the senses and says but now my lord you are standing in front of me the embodiment of all beauty uh, i have never experienced the supreme form which i behold and see in front of me right now what i am seeing so therefore all my desires have come to mind all my methods of theorizing the speculation it has all come to an end and that's how brahma prays also will come gyane prayasam udapasya namanta eva so give up uh, the attempt to understand the lord through mental speculation gyane prayasam you are putting effort to understand through gyan give it up 
and take up bhakti. Being situated in your own position, sthane sthita sruti gatam, by hearing the glories of the Lord. Um, so that's the conclusion which Guru Maharaj also comes to, um, that the universal form is not real, it is temporary, but it does give you a lot of variety to enjoy, to attract. And that is the work of the uh, illusory energy of the Lord. But the remedy is that if the reflection, the material world itself has got so many varieties, how much the original source must have. So one can think in those lines and come out of this downgraded vision of seeing only the energy of the Lord. The final remedy is by listening to the pastimes of the Lord to upgrade our vision and to come out of this um, mentality of impersonalism where we are more attracted to the energy of the Lord that we deny the form of the Lord. So this Mayavad mentality can be given up by hearing the Lord's pastime. So this is in Vrindavan. This is just after, uh, oh sorry, this is during the autumn season and the place is Ambikavan. So Nanda Maharaj and his cowherd men associates, all of them, they have a desire. They have a desire to observe Shivratri. It's described that Vaishnavas don't celebrate Shivaratri regularly, but in some circumstances, once upon a time, there was a desire by Nanda Maharaj to observe this Shivaratri. So they went to Ambikavan. Uh, it is said, proper says, out of curiosity, they went to Ambikavan. And the steps, as soon as you go to a holy place, so you take bath in the river, and then you fast, then they devotedly began to worship the deity of Lord Shiva and Ambika. So wherever Lord Shiva's deity is there, Mother Parvati's deity also is there. So they started to worship. Then after that they observed fasting, then they gave charity to the uh, qualified Brahmanas. And while they were uh, resting in the bank of Saraswati because they fasted for the entire day, they were tired, they, were, they gave charity, they were resting. At that time, unexpectedly a serpent comes and tries to swallow Nanda Maharaj. It was so excruciating that Nanda Maharaj calls out to Krishna and the cowherd men around them were also trying to save Nanda Maharaj by uh, lighting wood and with that trying to beat the snake but despite their best efforts the snake started to swallow Nanda Maharaj and of course as a last resort Nanda Maharaj was yelling out to Krishna for help Krishna arrives on the spot and rescues Nanda Maharaj by putting his feet on the snake so this snake then turns towards an effulgent person 
and uh, he is a demigod Vidyadhara. So he gets his effulgent form just by the touch of the Lord's feet. And then he uh, assumes his actual form. Now Nanda Maharaj is relieved. So then Krishna asks, like, as if he doesn't know, Krishna asks, Who are you? How did you become a snake and all that? So this demigod Vidyadhara will start glorifying the Lord, his immense auspicious qualities. And then he will say that last, previous lifetime, um, I was in the body of a demigod. I had a lot of physical beauty. And when I was traveling, I went into, I met a sage who was very ugly. So because of pride, I made comments about him, about his physical appearance. And therefore, I got cursed to become a snake. But now I realize that this curse is not actually a curse, but it's a benediction. Because you came and put your feet on me and rescued me. So he will also... Uh, Prabhupada will bring out the um, point about how one should be careful not to judge Vaishnavas by their physical appearance uh, and not to offend them. So this entire pastime, if one hears, he will be able to come out of that mentality. That mentality of swallowing the actual form of the Lord and thinking that the external form is great. So this demigod in the form of a snake trying to swallow Nanda Maharaj if you read this pastime, it will help you come out of the Mayavad mentality of swallowing the actual beautiful form of the Lord through your logic, through your jnana, uh, through your eagerness to enjoy this material world. You say that the form is actually false. So this mentality can come out by hearing this pastime. So thus we saw philosophical understanding, uh, the help given in the Bhagavad Gita itself, how Arjuna goes through this. And the praise of Dhruva Maharaj, that he got, he admits, humbly admits that the personal form is more attractive and then he got sidetracked with the desire for kingdom, which is again made up of king, uh, country, people, animals, which is the universal form. But the actual beauty is, um, he will say that, uh, I've been looking for broken pieces of glasses. But now that you have obtained, I have obtained you, all the desires are gone. And finally we saw the uh, pastime of the Lord that we can read for us to come out. Nanda Maharaj being swallowed by the snake. That pastime will help us come out of this Mayavad mentality. To conclude there and see if there are any questions on what we discussed. Which verse is that book? The Maharaj prayer? I'll tell you. Uh, 4, 9, 13 specifically talks about this universal form. Prayer starts from 4, 9, 6. But the interesting conversation between the Lord and uh, Him, He will ask if you're saying that. Uh, Dura Maharaj will say that if. Um, the bliss that I'm getting is more than Brahmananda uh, merging into Brahman, and that's I don't, I don't even want liberation. I don't want place in the heavenly planets. Uh, what I want is devotee association. In that association, I'll lose my 
attraction to family relationship friends wealth everything then the lord will sarcastically ask then why did you ask for uh, a kingdom so at that time he lord made yes i got attracted to your universal form which is having different varieties of living entities animals trees reptiles which is spread throughout and which is manifest and sometimes unmanifest but now all the desire is gone desire to mentally speculate desire to enjoy all that is gone i want only you <clears throat> so that the remedy that you're talking about in terms of getting out of the mayavas philosophy or attraction to the universal form we can this recite one, these prayers the, uh, and understand the, the mood the prayer? okay prayer yeah. in the mood in this sense. yeah understand the mood um the yeah if you just strictly go by logic like here is a person who has followed your own path like you are following the path of worshiping the universal form and you want to do some devotion but here is a person who has already gone ahead of you and he has aspired to have a kingdom more than lord brahma because that's <coughs> the top the universal form that's like the topmost mm. and what is he saying what is his experience so just like you look at somebody who has already gone ahead of you in the same path and learn from them mm. so we can learn from their experience if we want to upgrade our or change our consciousness mm. so that is the point of it so here is a person who aspired for all that and now he realizes that i got attracted to this universal form but your personal form is better than that sthana abhilashi tapasi sthitoham tvam prahtavan deva munindra guyam kacham vichinvan apidivya ratnam swamin krito tasmi varam na yaje sthana sthane abhilashi means i was i had abhilash towards sthana as a position which is greater than brahma which is the topmost in the universe and then that if you achieve that you are controlling the entire universe like that 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 was my abhilash and because of that only i did tapasya tapas tapasi sthitoham uh, but now i have got you tvam praptavam deva munindra guyam so who can't be reached by all the munis now you are standing in front of me now i realize that i have i was looking for broken pieces of glasses but i've got divya ratna which is the valuable gem which is you so that is like the a dialogue going on between the lord and guru maharaj so because the universal form came i just thought i would connect it like that Yeah, that verse is not in bhagavatam isn't it yeah that was is not in bhagavatam stana bilashi is not in bhagavatam which book is it it's quoted in chaitanya charitamrit research and vedas which is fine yeah. but this uh, is from 496 onwards that's a good set of prayers to go through because he will later glorify the brahman also because we are saying brahman is inferior doesn't mean that we disrespect that's why as a devotee he knows how to properly respect the lord he knows the difference although they are same they are different and properly respect guru maharaj will offer prayers to the brahman aspect of the lord also in in prayer 16 
and you conclude because you are the same impersonal Brahman, therefore I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Okay. Do you may say that that was Bahunam Janmanam Mante applies to Dhruva? Bahunam Janmanam Mante Gyanavan Mante Pratiti. Applies to Dhruva Maharaj. Okay. I haven't read any direct connection from the purport or something, but you really can. Because you were saying that here is someone who has already gone through this road, you know, so from that we can see and that was the conclusion. Okay, from that point of view, okay, here is a person who has gone through the path and he has achieved Vasudev. Um, but what the Acharyas do say that and the four kinds of people who approach the Lord, Dhruva Maharaj is listed as one of them. So that I can definitely say. But this we can logically maybe conclude. Yeah. Okay, there are no other questions. We'll conclude here. Grantrasimat Bhagavatam ki jai, Slapavpad ki jai, Samaveta Bhaktavanda ki jai.